0: I'm here today with Ray Semlich, Curators Professor of Biological Sciences at the University of Missouri, to talk about a study that focused on salamanders. Now, you might not immediately get how that's connected to golf, but I I promise we'll get there. Uh, Welcome to the show, Ray. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's good to have you. There's certainly no shortage of people talking about golf's effects on the environment right now, and superintendents are often the first line of defense uh, in that discussion. But your study had some really interesting ideas about this. Can you tell me a little bit about it?
1: We uh, went into this study after studying natural forested ecosystems in the southern Appalachians for five or six years, and we certainly noticed the presence of golf courses in these montane areas. And so wh- one of the questions we had was whether golf courses might be affecting the forest ecosystem, the stream ecosystems, and more particularly the salamanders that inhabit those ecosystems, and it, most people might not know that salamanders uh, in the Southern Appalachian are a dominant fauna in that area. At the highest diversity of any organism in in that area, they're they're incredibly rich. They provide potentially a really important function in those ecosystems, and and so we went into the study looking for effects of golf courses. And up to this point, golf courses had gotten, of course, a lot of negative press historically. But the literature was suggesting that golf courses have changed quite a bit, especially in the last five or ten years. And so we we went into this a little bit skeptical, but we wanted to ask the question whether golf courses would still be good places for salamanders to, to live.
0: What is it about the salamander that makes it a good litmus test for environmental health?
1: Well, as I said, they're incredibly uh, species-rich in this area. They comprise a huge amount of biomass, which makes them an important component of those systems. But also, they're, they have a what's called a complex life cycle. So they have a larval aquatic stage, which lives in the aquatic environment. So they're subjected to any environmental influences in the water. But then they metamorphose, and they come out onto land, and they're also subjected to terrestrial perturbation. And so, by virtue of that complex life cycle, I have sort of double effects in both environments. They have often been used as bioindicators throughout the world. They're very sensitive to perturbation. They're very sensitive to changes in environmental conditions. They have very sensitive uh, skin. It's very permeable to uh, chemicals and chemical runoff. And and so, overall, I mean, I, I don't think anyone would argue. Biologists wouldn't
0: argue that they are, in fact, a really good bioindicator. If these salamanders could talk, what would they say about the health of the golf course, then? Well, our, our study shows that
1: comparing stream salamanders and streams uh, above fairways, on fairways, and below fairways, we show a, a reduction in abundance and diversity on the fairways, that is, the streams on the fairways, but it's not as drastic as we thought it might be. And what's, I think, really important is that the abundance and diversity of salamanders downstream from the fairways was no different than the abundance and diversity of salamanders above the fairways, which means that any chemicals or any sort of perturbation that's occurring on the golf course, you would expect to run off downstream and would have a negative effect on salamanders in those downstream areas, and it, and it didn't. So, so one thing it suggests is that there's potentially not as much chemical runoff, at least not at the levels that are affecting salamanders. There might be some explanations of why that might be the case, but but they are a very sensitive group of organisms in general. It suggests that it's not as has been reported, and that's usually the first thing the public thinks of when they think of golf courses is the chemical use and the chemical runoff. And so our study pretty much uh, shows that there isn't much effect at all. Now there's direct effect on the fairways, but uh, it's a subtle effect, significant but subtle effect. And that's probably due to management of the terrestrial areas adjacent to the streams. And so, of course, on a golf course, you can't have huge trees along the streams on the fairways because you obviously have to play through those areas. And so those areas have been manicured and managed in such a way to reduce the natural vegetation in those areas and consequently we see a reduction in the salamanders in those areas.
0: It sounds to me like you're saying that you know there are some effects but it's not it's not as drastic as you might have expected but really more so that following what's happening to the salamanders can tell you a little bit about what's going on on that course then. That's correct. I mean it, it pretty
1: much reflects the management of the course and I would say that in terms of Managing chemical runoff. They, at least the courses that we study, we studied ten different golf courses that they seem to be doing a really good job. And again, that would be <laughs> counter to what the public, the public thinks. Uh, in terms of habitat management, our study provides information on how those habitats could be managed better for the salamanders and how potentially golf courses could become, you know, even more green or more environmentally friendly for salamanders in those areas stream on the fairways.
0: You know, there's not a lot of chance that superintendents will be talking too much about salamanders with their members, but this is something they have to talk about. So, you know, how can superintendents talk about their courses more as a a functioning ecosystem then?
1: Well, I, I think the first thing that managers should be aware of is that the golf course is embedded in a natural ecosystem, and I suspect that's why Golf courses are built in these areas because they're spectacularly beautiful areas. And people go there to enjoy nature, go there to enjoy natural ecosystems, the trees, you know, and all the plants and animals that, that go with that. So I think superintendents have a opportunity here to essentially show off what they have. And salamanders are, are one component of those ecosystems. And it's kind of neat, again, that they inhabit both streams and the forests, both. And so they can talk about salamanders, and especially in that area, there's a rich history as well as a rich biology salamanders in the southern Appalachians. And it, it's, it's a showcase. And so superintendents could use this as a science outreach opportunity. Perhaps members of the family that aren't actually playing golf could be entertained as well as educated through science outreach. And I know there are golf courses in other parts of the US and other parts of the world where they have, perhaps, opportunities for nature walks and see birds, butterflies, natural plants, and amphibians and salamanders could, could become part of that. Golf courses are part of a land use that revolves around recreation. And people require recreation and they require areas to do recreation. And it turns out golf courses and golfing are actually probably a pretty good recreation for humans. And so uh, as a biologist, as an ecologist, I think it's part of our job is trying to balance the human needs of recreation with protection of biodiversity. And so our study adds to that information, and again, I think that's... That's something that uh, golf course superintendents should be aware of. Is that we're we're trying to balance those two things. We know you know humans are not going to stop golfing, by any <laughs> means, but but I but I, I think we can try to develop golf courses better. We can try to manage golf courses better so that we we do both. We we, we have this recreation, but at the same time we, we protect the natural ecosystems.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's important that we get that goal out there, that people know that superintendents are trying to reach that balance. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. Well, if you want to read more about the study, you know, be sure to check out the Real Science Department in this month's issue of GCI. Thanks so much for being on the show, Ray. Thank you very much, Kyle. Appreciate it.